Welcome to another episode of Delisted the Podcast. I'm Michael Kay. And I'm Allison. Before we begin, I would like to ask all three of our listeners uh, to please say a prayer for Allison because she has deleted TikTok. Oh, clap your hands together because I need all that prayer energy. <laughs> it's a very difficult time for it, her. It really is. No, it actually, it actually is, though. Like, I'm going through... I've never quit cigarettes, but I think that this is probably... You still smoke? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've never quit. Didn't quit through my pregnancy. No, but like I can imagine that this is kind of like what it feels like because I have major, major TikTok withdrawal. Like I was addicted to TikTok. You're not having physical withdrawals. I mean, I feel sick over it, Michael. Okay. Well, do you want to tell people why you deleted it? Okay, so this is going to make me sound really paranoid, but I don't care. No, not necessarily. Yeah. I don't think so, no. No, I'm serious about this. So a friend of mine who's like a tech person um, sent me a text being like, you need to delete TikTok as soon as you can because it's basically malware disguised as a social media site. So basically what that means is the TikTok app, once you download it onto your phone, the developers are taking all of your contact information all of the pictures off your phone. Allegedly. Ac- allegedly. Allegedly. They have access to your cloud. They have access to your emails. Again, allegedly. But, I mean, we know what Facebook was doing with everyone's information. So is it so far-fetched to imagine that TikTok is also doing that with your information? So, Well, okay, many, uh, many countries have, you know, gone after TikTok for violating privacy. And yes. India is banning TikTok due to that. So Right. So like there might be something to it. But like I don't want I don't want anyone to have access to my stuff like that. You then don't go on the internet at all. I know, I know. Cause I really like I told that to another friend where I was like, I'm off TikTok and they're like, okay, bitch, well you better get off Google and Instagram and Twitter. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like all of my information is out there. But there's something about TikTok where it felt really, um, like it felt kind of sneaky, like they were stealing from me. So I just, I just didn't want to, I didn't want my pictures stolen, allegedly. So I deleted it, but I'm an idiot because I love TikTok so much. And so it's like, is that the price to pay for it's joy? the price you have to pay. Maybe. And you know what? Now is the time for us to rise as tech moguls and come out with a comp- Competing one called um, Dick Duck. Well, it's for adults because you either you can only post dicks and docks. Yeah, so it's whatever you're into. If you're up at the lake, you want to post a picture of a dock, go nuts. A dick. You got you a go. dick, post that dick. Michael, I do want to um, let our three listeners know that after I found out about TikTok, I raced to our open message thread that we have and i was like michael you have to delete tiktok right now and you're like i'm not going to (laughs) what open message thread like in you know on your phone when you have like a mess you know when you have like messages and you have like a message with someone here's why here's why i should probably oh when you texted me (laughs) yeah i texted you (laughs) open (laughs) message okay mom (laughs) when you got my letter when you got my e-letter <laughs> yeah, I haven't it, deleted it yet. It, I do, I haven't looked at it that much since, but I haven't deleted it. Right. Oh wait, sorry, um, developers. I have deleted it, so don't try yeah. to get my pictures—the pictures <laughs> of my dog and like the ugly 
cupcakes I made. Riveting stuff. I know. That's the thing. Like, I act like I've got these pictures that I don't want them to steal. But let's be honest with myself. It's pictures of my daughter. It's old pictures of, like, I went through, like, a late in life scene girl phase and... I don't like they don't. Need yeah. To well, you don't want pictures. that out there. I don't want. That's no. why I deleted my MySpace yeah. recently for that very reason. <laughs> okay, so my thoughts are with you during this difficult time. Thank you. And this is probably trigger warning to you because our first story is TikTok related. It's, I know. <laughs> so it's about this newish app called Rando Nautica, which is a horrible name. It sounds like uh, a yacht company ran by Rand Paul. <laughs> it's horrible, but basically. Randonautica is like a real-life choose-your-own-adventure. Those are the books. The If you don't know what that is, it's these books where you, you, know, you read and it'll give you two options on where the story goes. So that's what this app thinks they are. Anyways, so I looked at the app and I watched a video explanation of what they do. And they basically, they take themselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. But the gist is that the app will send you out on an adventure near you. So the people who use the Randonautica app are called Randonauts. What? I mean, we should just dump this story and like go play Dungeons and Dragons. It'll be less nerdy, honestly. <laughs> but anyway, the app asks for permission to access your current location. <laughs> See, I'm I told you they're one. all watching us. <laughs> But you, I mean, you have to do that in order to use this app. So, and I did it, but then I deleted it. Very convenient. So then the app will use a random number generator. This is what they claim to give users coordinates to somewhere close by. Mm -hmm. And before you go, you should set an intention. You don't type it on the app or anything. You just set an intention like, at least I don't think you're typing on the app. I didn't get that far. But like my intention would be I want to see dicks or donuts or both. Mm-hmm. Right? You come up with, an, I mean, there's more to the app than that, but that's the gist of it. Mm-hmm. So here's a few examples of rando not journeys. And um, a lot of rando knots document these journeys on TikTok because they're like 12 years old. Yeah, I mean, what else do you get to do? Yeah, us olds, we don't have time for this. And we're too tired to be going, like, walk down the street. I don't fucking leave the house? No thanks. Yeah, no. So one pair of friends, their intention, they wanted to see the colors red and yellow. So when they got to the coordinates that uh, Randonautica gave them, they found (laughs) some red and yellow stuff, like a red and yellow balloon and some red graffiti. So they think... Their minds were blown over that. Another pair of kids went to some deserted field and found some guy just wandering around. And they recorded this and put it on TikTok. So others were taken to an abandoned village in the woods. I don't like this. And another user who is a BuzzFeed writer says that her intention was to see something uncomfortable and it took her to a spank store. No, it took her to a rundown house with a teddy bear on a rocking chair in front of it. That's, that's like... I don't, is that uncomfortable? That's not uncomfortable. That's creepy. It is? That's a teddy bear on a rocking chair? Trust me, my daughter has put a teddy bear on a rocking chair recently, and it's unsettling. Well, take that teddy bear out the rocking chair. These rando nuts are going to come and visit. 
So Joshua Langfelder, the co-creator of the app, he tells Bustle that they created it to push people out of their comfort zones, more like get murdered, Mm -hmm. and that the app spits out random coordinates and has no control over what it sends the user. But the app does have a disclaimer telling you not to go on private property or whatever. So that brings us to two creepy stories. Okay. Okay. Inside Edition, a.k.a. my CNN, they did a story about some youngins in Seattle who used the app. And they were taken to a remote beach where they found a suitcase. And in the suitcase was a dead body that was like wrapped up, like body parts wrapped up. Okay. There was also a... Uh, a bag of body parts nearby. Now, the teens called the police, and Joshua Langerfeld, remember the co-creator of the app, he told Inside Edition, I was shocked and surprised. Um, We reached out to the teens and made sure that they were okay and let them know that that wasn't what we intended. It's an unfortunate coincidence. So that's creepy story number one. Creepy story number two. So other teens from Aurora, Colorado say that um, they used the app and several of their intentions didn't work. So they decided to really go for it and they chose death oh as their intention. God. This is like a Blumhouse movie, the start of a Blumhouse movie. I don't like any of this. And when they, go, when they got to the coordinates that Randonautica sent them, they found a man um, shot and he was laying in the gutter and his wife was holding him. So they got out of the car and used their jacket to wrap his to wrap around his wound, and then they called the police. So the girl recorded the aftermath of her crying, and she put it on TikTok, of course. So the girl confirmed that a shooting shooting happened by pointing everyone to a tweet from the Aurora Police Department about a shooting that night. The DailyDot.com says that the shooting victim is going to be okay. They lived, and they're going to be okay. The girl said she's never going to do Randonautica again and told everyone to not do it. I mean, I was going to do it for this podcast. I don't want, but no, I don't, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. No. And I don't need to waste the gas money on that, really. No. Rando, no thank you. <laughs> also, then the nickname, the Rando Knots, kind of sounds like um, a mashup of like early 2000s jokes and 90s jokes. Like it's like Rando Not. Anyways, <laughs> I don't like any of this. And like, I understand like being a teen and like wanting to do like scary shit. Like when I grew up, I grew up in the country and there was this road called Ghost Road. And supposedly if you went to Ghost Road at a certain time, you'd see a ghost light. And it was like the light of a ghost. But meanwhile, it was like the fucking light off a train or some shit. But when you're a teenager. Did you see the ghost light? And fucking see the ghost light. It didn't exist. Like I was sure that people were just either really high or making up lies. Yeah. Or someone had a flashlight, but I didn't get to see the ghost light. So I was like, Ghost Road was very boring. It was near a Dairy Queen, though, so I got something out of it. But point here is, like, teens love stuff like this. And so I get why, like, they're into it. But I don't know. I mean, knowing any... It's, like, only fun for people who have good luck. Like, people with bad luck are the ones that find, like, the body parts or, like, you know, the... All the scary stuff. I know. It's just stupid all around. But, you know, if I was a teen right now, I would use the stupid shit. Because we did, like you said, we did stupid shit. Yeah. Like, we had, there was this big park, like, in the town um, next to us. Mm-hmm. 
And in that park were like hills mm-hmm. that people hiked through. And we would go to this park like at one in the morning and we would hike in those hills. That's so dangerous. Like, I don't, we thought it was like romantic. I don't know what, what romantic. We thought, I don't know. We thought I was like, oh my god, we can look at the moon. You know, we almost were, get killed. It was, we were stupid. It was stupid. It was like a horror movie. And I'm gay. Mm-hmm. I'm a slut. I'm not white. So I would be the first to go. <laughs> That's like a triple whammy. You're like, oh no, so, I saw this one coming. <laughs> that was so stupid. And honestly, this app they need to keep choose your own adventure out of their mouths. Because Choose Your Own Adventure, they took us like on dragon rides, not not to dead bodies. Yeah, there was like fairies and magic. There was always a wizard. The only wizard in this version is like a guy who goes by the nickname Wizard. And you like show up at his house and he's like, do you want to see my um, basement or whatever? It's scary. I don't like that. <laughs> but okay, let's, let's keep with our, um, since we're tech moguls, let's. Uh, make an app called Rando Naughty, and it takes you to like sexy places. Oh, I like that. That could go wrong, actually. That could go wrong. <laughs> Let's just stay out of the app business altogether. Yeah, I don't. I don't need to be. I don't need to be stealing anyone's information under the guise of having fun <laughs> <laughs> or seeing dead bodies. I mean, Rando. We could probably program it so that Rando Naughty doesn't ever show you a dead body. That's our slogan: Rando Naughty. You'll never see a dead body. <laughs> trademark i'm filing for the application right now so this next story it kind of um people went a little crazy for it on instagram or not instagram Ah, my mind is still in the last story on tiktok TikTok, (laughs) no this is too old for tiktok (laughs) yeah this is like facebook audience (laughs) it's not that old it's myspace myspace (laughs) five journal friendster friendster (laughs) audience next door (laughs) next door an old GeoCities website that's still yeah. running for some reason. Um, so, no, this is on Twitter. So, Anne Hathaway, I think it probably went, like, a bit viral because yeah, most, people have had, viral. most people have had a job. They've had crazy jobs and they've had, like, jobs where they've had, like, a weird fucked up boss. So, I think that's why people bonded with the story. So, Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman did a socially distanced at-home uh, internet interview with each other for Variety. Because um, that's what Variety's been doing these days. And they're talking to each other about certain directors that they've worked with together and just other directors they worked with, like Anne Hathaway and Hugh Jackman, both appeared in Les Mis together. So mm-hmm. that's how they know each other. Anyways, so they first kind of started uh, out by talking about directors that don't allow cell phones on set. So Anne right. Hathaway pointed out that Darren Aronofsky banned cell phones, Denis Villeneuve banned cell phones. And then Hugh Jackman was like, well, does Christopher Nolan not also ban cell phones on set? And Anne Hathaway has been in two um, Christopher Nolan movies. She was in The Dark Knight Rises. Who could forget her riveting turn as Catwoman? And I didn't hate it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't the worst. I mean, it's forgettable, but I didn't hate it. Yeah, like it wasn't bad. I mean, the costume was a little bit. They could have tried harder on the costume, but that's not Anne Hathaway's fault. So she was also in Interstellar, which decent movie oh yeah 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 i forgot sound like a film bro here but it was a good movie um so she and then hugh jackman was in the prestige yes okay the magic movie yeah i've never seen that magic movie but i'm told that it's magical so Anne hathaway said that along with cell phones um christopher nolan also banned chairs on set so she said 
Chris also doesn't allow chairs. Doesn't he? When I, uh, so I worked with him twice. Doesn't allow chairs, and his reasoning is: if you have chairs, people will sit, and if they're sitting, they're not working. That and he's hilarious. right. And he's right. Yeah. And he winds up. I mean, he's he has these incredible movies in terms of scope and ambition and technical prowess and emotion, and always arrives at the end uh, under schedule and under budget. So I think he's onto something with the chair thing. So Christopher Nolan obviously wanted to clear up the allegation that he's anti-chair. And so his person, his PR person, put out this statement. said, the only, for the record, the only things banned from sets are cell phones, which are not always successful, smoking, which is very successful. The chairs Anne was referring to are the director's chairs clustered around the video monitor, allocated on the basis of hierarchy, not physical need. Chris chooses not to use his, but he has never banned chairs from the set. Cast and crew can sit wherever and whenever they need to and frequently do. So Christopher Nolan fucking called Anne Hathaway out. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's a liar. Yeah, she's like, they don't have chairs. He's like, or Christopher Nolan's a liar. One of them is lying to us. You know what? The CIA needs to open an investigation. Check their butts. Who has who has chair marks on their butt? Is there chair marks? No, then there are no chairs, Christopher Nolan. Why are you lying? And if there are chair marks, Anne Hathaway, why are you lying about those chairs? That's the only way but to do you, this. Drop have, your pants. <laughs> have you ever worked a job where you couldn't sit? Yes. Oh, yes, Michael. So my my only job experience, um, like forever, for a very long time, has been like service industry or restaurant. So I used to work in, um, I'll say it, I worked at Canadian Tire for years. It was, it's basically like kind of like a Walmart store or like a Target store in Canada. Um, you were not allowed to sit down. There was no place to sit down. So I used to um, try to get away with sitting down by, I would crouch down at my till. I worked a cash register and I would crouch down at my till and I'd be like, I'm cleaning my, I'm cleaning my station and I'm getting all the way down here to like the baseboards. I'm like thoroughly cleaning. They're like, Allison, why are you taking a dump? In the middle? <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you crotching, crotching? Why are you crouching now? You can go to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, you only got one of those breaks. I should have. No, I worked retail. Yeah. So we would sit like I worked in a clothing store. So we would sit in the dressing room. Oh, that's and then dream. I worked at Pottery Barn. So there were chairs everywhere. And we would sit on sofas everywhere. Oh, that's nice. I'm jealous. Of but that. you know who will never do a Christopher Nolan movie, whether or not this is true about him being anti-chair? Who? Mariah Carey. Because <laughs> she has Mariah Carey. She, has she been in a Christopher Nolan movie? Mm, I think she was in Interstellar. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Interstellar. But she can't go like five seconds without sitting. Like I saw her in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And she came up with so many ways to avoid standing. Like she, the stairs come out. She sits on the stairs. <laughs> A jet ski comes out. <laughs> she sits on the jet ski. I'm I'm not even joking. For the um what's that video where she's on the jet ski, honey? Yeah. And then a bed comes out. She sits on the bed. So when Glitter 2 finally gets green lighted, Christopher Nolan will not be on the um short list of directors. Unless unless Christopher Nolan submits his package and he's like, Listen, I'm very pro chair. You can sit down as much as you want. She's like, You're hired. Pro chair. <laughs> Now let's follow up our riveting stories about 
I forgot what that app was called already. Astro Randonautica and uh, and the anti-chair Christopher Nolan with another highly riveting story. And we're going to talk about shredded cheese on fajitas. We should have we should have led this one. This is like the big story. Yeah, this yeah, this um, this is another story from Twitter. Okay, it all started when a Twitter user named JSV4, whose account has been deleted, by the way, he tweeted a picture of his wife in a restaurant sitting at the table and leaning against the wall looking all sad-like. So he wrote, My wife, date night after three-plus months locked up on quarantine, waiting for shredded cheese as it's the only way she can eat fajitas. We've asked four people going on 18 minutes now, just unreal, at Allen, Texas location. We gotta quit blaming COVID-19 for crappy service. So he tagged the restaurant they were at, um, and it was uh, Mi Cocina in Allen, Texas. So the tweet went viral, because of course, we're all bored at home, well, most of us are. And many slammed the couple for bitching and moaning about stupid shit when restaurant servers are risking getting corona while serving whiny fucks like them. Others mocked the woman because she let her fajitas go cold while waiting for shredded cheese. So I have two questions for you, Alice. Okay, yes. The first one is, do you eat your fajitas with shredded cheese? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a, a user question on our app. Um, yeah, I do. I love... What? What do you mean, What? the shock what are you shocked about it's what you don't no nasty no nasty excuse me. okay no. to be that's blasphemy to me to be fair Mm-mm. to be fair i i was born and raised in canada fajitas are not exactly of our culture it's not like the national cuisine so we bastardize a lot of parts of fajitas and well i don't know is it i don't know if that's bastardizing i don't put, know i just don't eat i just don't put cheese on my well, what do you put on them then just nothing just, just fajita mm-hmm. sauce and stuff i once went on a date i went i once went on a date with this guy who he um ordered enchiladas and he put ketchup on them. oh that's gross i almost walked out but you know i wanted to get some so i let it slide but yeah ketchup so my second question for you uh-huh. is, um do you have like a food habit like that? Like you can't eat in certain food without a certain condiment or whatever with it. Like this lady mm. and her fajitas and shredded cheese. Like she had to eat fajitas with shredded cheese. She couldn't eat them without it. She could not eat them without it. <sighs> you know what? I don't like ketchup. You know, some people they can't eat fries without ketchup. I can do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know what? I don't think I'm I'm not like a picky. I'm not picky like that. Like I love food. I I will put any food in my mouth. I'm I'm a food hungry maniac. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'll do that too. I if I'm not allergic thing. to it, I will put it in my mouth. Oh, you know what? I think I have one that's like maybe it's maybe a little bit like this. I'll only eat grilled cheese if it's made with um like the fake craft slices. I won't eat any grilled cheese sandwich with real cheese. You'll turn it away. Yeah, I won't eat it. I won't eat it. I will not eat it. Excuse me. So I, you'll be like at Applebee's and is like, is this fucking craft um, slices? Did this just come out of the plastic wrapping? Yeah, how real is no, this sandwich? Get 50% this trash real? out of my face. Yeah, I choked down a real cheese sandwich recently and I didn't feel good about it. But I was hungry. 
Also, Michael, this story I love so much because obviously I love people who complain about like this, like food service industry because it's like, I mean, it's like get over it, right? Like it's the biggest get over it in the world. But yeah, I love how they're like, she, she could, she, we were waiting so long for her cheese and her fajitas were like getting cold and whatever. You've ordered fajitas. That plate never gets cold. It is burning hot until you leave the table. I know. We'll totally get cold. Well, I mean, you gotta wait a long time. You gotta wait longer than 18 minutes. And honestly, that woman is probably still at that restaurant waiting for her shredded cheese. Allison and I are now going to go over five stories starting with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, which has brought on some change, including change in Hollywood and the music world. Like many shows have pulled episodes with blackface in it. Black cartoon characters that were voiced by white actors will no longer be voiced by um, white actors. The country group Lady Annabellum changed their name to Lady A, and now the Dixie Chicks have also changed their name. So Dixie is a reference to the Mason-Dixon line, which separated the free states from the slave-owning states. The the Dixie Chicks actually named themselves after an old song by Lowell George called Dixie Chicken, but they announced that they have dropped the Dixie from their name and will now be known as only the Chicks. Along with that name change, they also released a protest song called March March. There's a New Zealand band that already has the name The Chicks, but they agreed to share it with the American The Chicks. So Dixie Carter's ghost, your move. <laughs> I I look forward to her posthumous uh, statement on this. But it's too bad that the Dixie Chicks picked their name, the Dixie Chicks. Like, obviously, they couldn't have seen this one coming. But the Chicks, to me, sounds like a planned community built by chick-fil-a and you know what i don't know if that's a better i don't know it's better but yeah i don't know about the name like to me it sounds like the rival group of the chipettes i say that like it's a bad thing i know i'm like michael you just sold me on it (laughs) well they should have changed it to like um the dicks c chicks (laughs) or the the dick pics (laughs) i'm sure it was a toss-up they're like all right. Well, do we start getting T-shirts printed out that say the Dicks Sea Chicks or what? What are we going? Or just with here? the chicks. <laughs> so um, I mentioned that many shows have, been, have pulled episodes over blackface, and that includes an episode of The Golden Girls that, um, and many people don't agree with this move. So there's an episode um, of The Golden Girls where Dorothy's son Michael brings home his fiance Lorraine, who is an older black woman. Lorraine brings her family along to meet Dorothy. Now, Dorothy has a problem with their age difference, and Lorraine's mother has a problem with her marrying a white man. So there's a part in the episode where Lorraine's family arrives to the house, and Rose and Blanche come out with mud masks on their face. And Rose says, this is mud on our faces. We're not really black. So Hulu pulled the episode, and many black people slammed the decision, saying... It's not blackface, and it makes the Black Lives Matter movement look oversensitive. And writer Roxane Gay called it weird, counterproductive, and it diminishes the effort to actually end racism. I mean, I I have to I have to agree with that, like in this specific instance, because the whole the whole message that like people are saying is like we want like we want 
you know, defunding the police and we need like to, uh, we need to have like real conversations about systemic racism. And then there's Hulu being like, okay, so we're going to change the name of the golden girls to the off white girls. So I hope you guys are good with that. Don't give like, them no, any ideas. No, that's not what we're asking for. Do not give them any ideas. I know that's next. They're, they're going to call a meeting tomorrow about it. But, you know, if they're going to pull something Golden Girls related, they need to pull every single episode of that Dorothy List spinoff, The Golden Palace, because that doesn't need to exist, really. And it ruins the Golden Girls empire. I know you're I know you'll disagree with me on this. I didn't mind The Golden Palace. Goodbye. We're done. (laughs) Goodbye, everyone. Everyone, this is our last episode. So Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Maki Mak, posted a picture on Twitter of his bare back after getting that allergy prick test. You know, that test is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So he posted a pic of his red pricked up back and said it took him only 49 years to realize he's allergic to everything. Everything but racism. Yeah. And if you if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Marky Mark hate crimes. You really don't have to Google very far. It's the first thing that'll come up. So now Marky Mark has a list of things that he'll have to avoid. Ironic, considering Marky Mark is a thing that many people have tried to avoid for years now. It's true. And we've all we've all known he's been allergic to good acting. We've seen the movies. <laughs> 66-year-old Dennis Quaid and his 27-year-old PhD student fiancé Laura Savoie were supposed to have a big wedding in Hawaii, but then coronavirus came along. So they eloped in Santa Barbara instead, and at their wedding was just them and their pastor. Now, Laura is Dennis's fourth wife, and his son Jack, who he made with his second wife, Meg Ryan, is one year older than Laura. Jack is 28. Dennis and Laura have been together for a year. They are also planning to have children one day. They better hurry up. He's 66. I know. And with with that being said, Michael, um, that leads me into my joke. And it's not a good joke, but it's a pretty corny one. I'm proud of it. So when asked what it was like getting married during COVID-19, he answered, no, she's 27. (laughs) It's not. I didn't say it was great. I liked it. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Michael Moore is 66 as well, right? So if you're going to get with a 66-year-old man for money, I mean love, it may as well be Dennis Quaid. But Scott Bakula is almost 66. So would you rather Scott Bakula or Dennis Scott Bakula. Really? I'm going to go with Dennis Quaid. He's got insurance money. Yeah, but Scott Bakula has Scott Bakula's face. Dennis Quaid has Dennis Quaid's cum gutters. His abs are like... Yeah, so, yeah. You know what? Well, you can have Bakula, I'll take Wade. I pass on both of them. I take Ray Romano. (laughs) Okay, after years upon years of being on the brink of filing for bankruptcy, Chuck E. Cheese's parent company filed to, and I quote from CNN, achieve a comprehensive balance sheet restructuring that supports its reopening and longer-term strategic plans. So basically, they're filing for bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. So Chuck E. Cheese's currently has 555 locations, and they only plan to close 34 permanently as part of the bankruptcy plans. Half of the Chuck E. Cheese's restaurants have have opened after shutting down for the coronavirus quarantine, and they expect to open the rest in the future. 
So the E only partially stands for eviction. But it's not so bad because Charles Entertainment Cheese has a decent fallback plan. He can always try to get a food service job with his cousin, Ratatouille. (laughs) I've never even seen that movie. It's a really charming movie, but you have to be okay with rats making food. Otherwise, it's gross. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Now... I'm not saying that Chuck E. Cheese's ass deserves this, (laughs) but I am saying that he's a longtime schemer because he used to make us children use like 10,000 tickets to get one lollipop. I'm not even like it would 10,000 tickets to get like a candy. And I almost got kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese's. I got in trouble with my little friends because... (laughs) We try to beat Chuck E. Cheese's at, at his own scheming game by hop, hopping up on the ski ball runway and oh. running up to put our balls in the side holes. Right. That, that sounded wrong. <laughs> so that's the end of this show. Uh, we're taking next week off because Allison is going on vacation to Bermuda. I wish. No, I'm not. But, that sounds terrible. It sounds like I'm a COVID denier. She's she's cash, she's getting in on those COVID deals and going to Bermuda. No, she's going um, on vacation, so we'll be off. And it's the 4th of July. Yeah. So we'll be off next week. We'll be back the next week to bring you more riveting stories about uh, cheese on fajitas. But if you have a note for us or a question or whatever, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com, dtp at delisted.com. Dot com. So have a lovely no. vacation. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your fireworks, Michael. See you in two weeks. See you. Bye. bye.